Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, we watch and review straight to stream sci-fi and sci-fi adjacent movies, television shows, web originals, distribute originals, a web television series, fan films at least once, YouTube shorts, YouTube collection of shorts, or collection of YouTube shorts. And finally, last but not least, breaking our own rule, horror-themed, originally aired on television, Star Trek episodes. Yes. Welcome to Spocktober. Spocktober. Everyone watching this live is like, it's not October yet. What are you doing? <laughs> it's called pre-recording. Get with it. Get on, with it. I mean, they don't film the New Year's Eve bash on New Year's Eve. Everybody knows that. Come on, people. Uh, they might so how actually. You do- <laughs> that, they might actually do. I'm not sure. How you doing, bud? I'm fantastic. Good. Uh, I'm. I'm only in a. I'm a. I'm a seven out of ten on the pain meter. Yeah. Yesterday and early today, I was at a nine out of ten, nine mm. and a half. But uh, I took a lot of ibuprofen, iced my back. So, doctor said you need to get a backyotomy, right? <laughs> no. How are you doing, no. Chris? Uh, I'm doing just fine. It's a lovely Tuesday. No, is it? No, it's Monday. It's Monday. Tuesday. Yeah, you Monday. did. <laughs> um, it's a lovely Monday. You know, just hanging out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I enjoyed my weekend. We went on Saturday. I did a little... I went over to my mom's house and ripped up a bunch of carpet. That sounds horrific. Well, it, and not too bad. Uh, I mean, I'm doing it as a favor. I mean, A, she is my mom, but B, she had a lot of water damage. She had a her mm. her a water heater broke and it flooded her bedroom. So we ripped out all the carpet in her bedroom. And then she's like, well, I hate the carpet in the rest of the house. Let's just rip up the carpet in the rest of the house. She was like, you were so good at doing that. Would you keep doing it? Well, it, that did not occur over the course of one weekend. But uh, <laughs> so now, yeah, no unfortunately, doubt. my mom lives in a home with concrete. Nice. Uh, and then tile floors until she gets her carpet in. And she refuses to let me put rugs. So <laughs> it Very is nice. what it is. Very nice. So. Awesome. Sweet, man. Do you want to explain Spocktober? Spocktober is simple. October plus Spock. Just kidding. Uh, we couldn't. Much. We couldn't use the term Shocktober because I'm pretty sure it's been trademarked by every car dealership mm-hmm. in the United States of America. Possibly a couple of uh, music festivals. Yeah, Shocktober. Yeah. Uh, but we 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 remember that there are some horror themed Star Trek episodes, so we decided that we would watch a few. We inadvertently picked one from each series. I couldn't convince Anthony to do all TNG episodes because there are some that are really scary. There are some good ones in there. Usually yeah. ones that involve the Traveler. It's just his hands that are scary, though. So it's like you got 45 minutes of an episode, five <laughs> seconds of scary. You know, the ratio just wasn't there. Yeah. I, yeah, when they send him to another part of the, you know, known universe and their mind starts bending reality. All that kind of stuff. It's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, our first episode... And we did, like I said, we did one from each of the major series, and we did them. In I love order. how we or one of each. You know, if you don't count Enterprise, yeah, yeah, or the of animated series, of course not, or Discovery, uh, the Man Trap, the AKA Man Season One, Episode One. Even though it's not really Season One, Episode One, originally aired September eighth, nineteen sixty six. Dr. McCoy discovers his old flame is not what she seems after crew members begin dying from a sudden lack of salt in their body. Yeah. Actually, I think this was production number six. Yeah, just released episode one. Yeah. Outside of the pilot. But if I may, Anthony. Please. Normally on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, we go through and we kind of talk about the show as it exists or the movie as it exists in the medium that we've chosen. However, for anyone who doesn't know, 
Star Trek is an American science fiction television series created by Gene Roddenberry that follows the adventures of the starship USS Enterprise, NCC-1701, and its crew. No bloody A, B, C, or D. <laughs> it, it later required the retronym, which I didn't know that was a word until mm-hmm. I read this description 20 minutes ago, of Star Trek, the original series, to distinguish the show within the media franchise it began. Huh. I've, I'm learning this term right now. Uh, yeah, I didn't know I didn't know it existed until, like I said, 30 minutes ago. So Star Trek is decidedly not straight to stream. However, hmm. well, however, technically, the show came out in 1966. I wasn't alive in 1966. I don't think you were alive in 1966. We did not watch it when it originally aired. And now you can only get it on Paramount Plus or any Paramount Plus related cable channel. Yeah. So I think that it is straight to stream. It counts. When did you first see this? I'm assuming, I'm going out on a big limb here, that the first time you saw this episode was not when you rewatched it for today. No, it's sometime in the early aughts. Okay. I have mentioned before my father owned, because I don't think he has them all anymore, but he owned the original series on VHS in covers from Mexico because mm. they were in Spanish on the back. So be, me being a little kid, whenever I would go to watch an episode, if I hadn't already seen it, I'd be like, I don't understand. Like, Wait, don't L, know what you're about to L watch. L Corbinite maneuver. What's the L mean, right? <laughs> but no, I, I watched it in the early aughts on a on a watch through, like when it was um whenever Star Trek was originally got on Netflix, whenever that was. So oh, okay, so yeah, that would have been the late aughts. Then the late aughts, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. I've seen snips and bits and pieces of the original series. Uh, I think we've discussed. Uh, over the summer more than once that I, I do plan on watching all of it it's it's on my it's on the docket sooner rather than later uh, especially since i've literally seen i might have seen more episodes of the animated series than i have the original <laughs> series for <laughs> the original cool. series i've seen three episodes i'll let you guess which those three i'll give you one it's well, one the of man trap. bounce of terror one of yeah. them's bounce of terror man trap uh i, I don't i don't want to say the original pilot uh, I wasn't counting that one, so let's say four. My bad. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Space Seed? No, come on, man. It's the, the Triples episode. It's the Triples episode, please. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, I watch it when I rewatch Deep Space Nine. I watch the TUS Triple episode right before watching the, oh, the flow back. Enough. For the most part, I've uh, I've uh, excised Triples from my brain. No, so. they're, they're like little travelers. The interesting thing about... So, so the interesting thing about The Man Trap is this is not the first time... I've seen it. I was on the sci-fi channel in the early aughts, like 0203 or whatever. And I've at that point, I've seen all of TNG. Um, I've seen most of Deep Space Nine, a good bit of Voyager. You know, I've seen the odd Enterprise episode. We didn't have cable cable, so it was just whatever, you know, uh, for a lot of growing up. So it was just whatever I caught. So just randomly, I was like, oh, I've seen the movies, right? I've seen all of the Star Trek films. Uh, or most of them at that point. So I knew the characters, right? I know Kirk and Spock and blah, blah, blah. But I never seen an episode. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch whatever's coming on. And it just happened to be The Man Trap. Mm. Episode one, release order of Star Trek. So I've seen this episode once before, a long time ago, but 20 years ago. Fun. It was kind of interesting that we chose this to be our, our Spocktober entry, numero uno. Uh, this is definitely, as far as the horror theme of this goes, this is a creature flick. There is yep. a salt vampire. <laughs> yeah, salt vampire is pretty much what it is. Yeah, <laughs> They don't use the term vampire. I, do they give the creature a name? I don't recall now. I think it's just the salt monster. The salt, the fang, it. They don't really, uh, 
really get into it. On Memory Alpha. The Creature. Salt Craving Creature. Yeah. Interesting. So just to give like a, a brief synopsis, the Enterprise arrives on this planet, planet M113, to provide routine medical exams for an archaeological team. I think that's what they were, archaeological. So I guess like xenoarchaeology. They ha- like It's pretty interesting that there's an archaeological team on this planet for years and years and years, like a decade or something digging up ruins of, I guess, an alien civilization. And the plot has nothing to do with the ruins of that that <laughs> alien civilization, right? Like, I feel like that would be the obvious, like, that's the hook, right? And that would be, like, the obvious thing, storytelling-wise, would be to tie it into the ancient civilization. But it has nothing to do with anything. They're just random ruins that they had uh, at, at a soundstage in California. So they were like, uh, yeah, archaeological yeah. site. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and if you actually read through... Uh, some of the trivia on IMDb, so much of this episode is like reused shots from episodes that had already been filmed but not aired yet, and some audio and, and whatnot. So it's pretty interesting. As usual, Captain Kirk, Dr. McCoy, and a random crewman who's not in a, in a red shirt, but I don't ever remember seeing him again, go down to the planet to talk to this archaeologist, 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 and uh, his wife to, get, to give them. Uh, medical exams but there's a twist chris there's an extra layer to the story yeah this dude's wife is mccoy's old flame the one that got away if you will the like first it's of so many. <laughs> it's so significant that this is the the girl that got away that kirk puts it in the captain's log in the opening narration like <laughs> the fact that leonard mccoy pined off after a woman 11 years ago 11 years prior to this tickles kirk so much and he's like i'm gonna put this in the official log and he can't do anything about it like what <laughs> okay all right that's like they're adding the narration i realize that the captain's log is for the audience but spe- like thinking about it in universe it's on wax that's yeah it's I, pretty funny well, i think because this is the first time obviously because it's technically the first episode of the show but this is the first time that occurs where the crew goes someplace and someone mm-hmm. knew someone else well, yeah, this on, is the first time the ship, a lot of things happen. On, yeah. the, on the planet, on the space station or whatever. I think in the future, they just don't really mention it. They wait until, like, they arrive. You know what I mean? Like They tell like, it as part of the story instead of the yeah. opening narration, which, reading that trivia, the opening captain's log was, was added in later. It wasn't in the original script. It was to kind of, like, introduce everything. It sure. makes sense. It's still really funny. Like, I'm going to put it in the meeting minutes for this uh, official military <laughs> organization. Yeah. So Chris was uh, pining after this woman, and uh, yeah. here she is. It was really awkward for everyone involved. I uh, wish you were here, Admiral Exo Shatner, or Exo Kirk. <laughs> Bones, old bone friend. Oh, oh, yeah. we could have done, never mind. I have an idea for next October. <laughs> Bones I like our October work. themes. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yes. Long story short, the crewman dies from getting suction cup to death on his face. And they they launch an investigation. Turns out that all of the salt had been drained had been drained out of his body. Which we talk about the physiology of that. Like there's no like he just there's no lesions. There's no blood. Somehow the creature sucked all of the body out all of the body all of the salt out of his body through the skin. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm sure that like it's the apex predator of the planet. It's already. It's got some way of, you know, because it's not necessarily salt. I mean, it is it is salt, but it's sodium, right? Like he says, does he not say sodium chloride? Like 
or is it just sodium or do it, what what type of salt? Because they get salt tablets. Right, I don't right. Know. Well, yeah, but but I guess what I'm saying is like whatever it is, like has the ability to absorb the chemical sodium, oh, right, on right. on contact or whatever, with no side effects except for the suction cup marks. Yeah, I mean, even real vampires are like, I got to get in your body, but I guess they're taking a, a, a more substantial substance. I suppose it's got, a, it's got fangs. Yes, fangs, fangs. They try to like, they play it off as if the crewmen. I say they, the archaeologist and his wife, were like, oh, he shouldn't have eaten those plants. That sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this episode, I really, I, I like this episode. I do. I think it's fun. I like the creature flick thing. I like meeting these characters for the through the lens of seeing them for the first time. I like the the whole the buffalo analogy, right? It's the last yeah. of its kind. It's cornered. It's tr- it's trying its best, whatever. And the whole psychic sci-fi part of it is interesting too, the way it imprints on people and and tries to be somebody that they would like cuz it needs love as much as salt, whatever what whatever. <laughs> the problem is is that and it's and it's scary, right? Like you have this creature that will kill you in moments that can look like anyone. And not even just real people. It can look like someone you've imagined. It's pretty, that's uh, the yeah. recipe for horror. Like that is really yeah. good. Well, I, we called it a salt vampire. And I think that like, this is a vampire like creature, mm-hmm. but it also, it, it, it exhibits certain qualities of other creatures like, a shapeshifter. Yeah. That's a terror of its own. I guess you could consider the invisible man because the ability for it to float in and out of a, well, yeah, it's shapeshifting, but like it's, it's allowed to travel. Right. Uninhibited. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what's scary about an invisible creature is you don't know where it is. Same thing with this. Some vampires like a, talk about the vampire diaries. They have the ability to influence your mind through, they can go into your dreams mm-hmm. and make you see memories and like alter the events. They can, um, I forget what it's called, but they can, uh, like, look at your eyes and they're, uh, they're like mesmerize you. Their pupil like dilates Mm. and it allows them to influence you to make you do things that you don't want to do. Same thing with this, except instead it just freezes you. Right. Cause that's what happens to Kirk at the very end. Like he's getting ready to escape and then it kind of looks at him and then he's just, he's frozen in fear. Yeah. So it, it has a long list of like really creepy powers and the design of this monster <laughs> it being able to turn into whoever you want and try to seduce you is good because if you seen an actual picture of it which i'm going to pull one up here on screen here we go terrifying look at this thing look at it that's nuts why does it have a mouth with fangs if it if sustains itself on salt through its hands i don't know water maybe i guess i don't know maybe yeah uh, anyways it's truly terrifying it's all the makings of horror. It's creepy. It's walking around the ship. You have the yeoman who gets followed around by it and doesn't know. And of course, like this is the first time we're seeing these characters, so we don't know. We don't know who's a main cast, really. Yeah. Right? Is Sulu or Yohora an actual danger? While in you know subsequent episodes, okay, yeah, this is the main crew. We you know that that kind of conceit with television where you know that at the end of the day Picard can't actually die and he's gonna return to the ship and be deborgified probably like this, the chances are extremely high. But in this, you have no idea. Uhura mm-hmm. could be next. Sulu, that might have been the only time we seen him. You know, like that's it. Sp- who's Spock? I don't know who Spock is. She had a lot of great lines. Mm-hmm. 
Like, tell me I'm a beautiful woman. Or like, uh, yeah, tell me about, get, read me some poetry about the moon. <laughs> the moon of, yeah. Vulcan has no moon. Oh, I I, I, I know. I, <laughs> I don't tell. I don't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> She's great. It's fun seeing the original Enterprise again. When you said like they, they reused a lot of shots, those particular shots of um, green, I think was in some uh-huh. green, walking down Kerman, the hallway, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's been done again. Did you recognize any actors that were oh, guest man. stars in this? No, not at okay. all. I don't know any of them, but Gene Ball played Nancy Crater. She was, she's was she been in 25 Things. She stopped acting in 1970. I don't know why, but it's not important. Alfred Ryder, who played Dr. Crater, has been in over 112 different things. I think he's passed, unfortunately, but his last credit was 1980. Mm. But he was in a lot of like B-movie science fiction. T-Men, The Invaders, like just a lot of great stuff. And then Bruce Watson, who played Green, I think he passed away as well. Uh, but he stopped acting in 1991. 37 credits, but... The way that IMD yeah. bre- breaks up credits, you know, you could be in 20 episodes of some television show and that counts as one sure. credit when sure. that's probably like a bigger part of a career than doing one movie. Yeah. So in which he did a ton of television. How did I actually, uh, speaking of all, all the other the actors, I was very much impressed with how Kirk is Kirk, yeah. like right away. We under I, I understood what type of person he was just with him interacting with other people and the first five minutes of this. But that, and, and the same with McCoy, the same with Uhura, the same with Spock. The, those characters were there. They're, they felt very well thought out in a way that I feel like a, a lot of TV shows don't have in the first episode release, even even other Star Trek shows. Even in like Next Generation, which is considered the, I don't know, the golden era of Star Trek, the highest, whatever, everything's compared to it. I don't think they had their characters as nailed down as Shatner does Kirk in this first, uh, in these opening scenes. Yeah. But to speak about everyone else, like the supporting cast is fantastic. I think that like speaking about Bruce, he's credited as Green, Crewman Green, but in reality he dies fairly early on and he is uh, imitated by the Salt Vampire. So for I think probably over half his scenes he's actually playing or maybe about half, he's playing two different characters. And I think he does a fantastic job of like bouncing back and forth. Right? You know, or I mean who knows what order they were, they were filmed in, but from switching from young uh bright-eyed but you know business crewman to creepy salt vampire following this following this lady around the ship and and looking for the opportunity to to murder somebody you know what i mean i I was really impressed darnell the non-red shirt crewman at the beginning who gets murked right away which never seeing an episode of tos and just knowing it from memes you're like oh that guy's dead in the first 10 seconds you're like oh yeah. uh yeah uh, kirk mccoy and a crewman you've never seen before beam down to a planet hmm someone's dead. not making it back <laughs> d-e-d dead he's dead jim i um what i f- what i found most fascinating about this episode is i want to get into like the meta sense sure. of vampires ah. so Vampires as a as a mythical creature are things that, that they need blood to survive. It becomes their food. When they become undead, their requirements change, right? So they have to drink blood in order to survive. Well, I think in a lot of media, they get like blood drunk where I, I drink blood to survive, but they go beyond survival mm-hmm. and become, I don't want, I mean, obviously they're killers or Gluttonous. whatever, but like they, they become addicted 
like maybe to the rush of drinking that blood, of getting that blood, of hunting down their next victim, right? Mm-hmm. And this salt vampire appears to do the same. Professor Robert Crater has lived by his own admission with this thing for several years. Now, at what point did it decide not to suck the salt out of him? I don't know. Um, I don't know how a physiology changes if it actually is a salt vampire, but when it shapeshifts into Nancy, it actually takes the form of Nancy. I don't necessarily want to think about this guy and the salt vampire like spending their evenings together. It's just kind of weird. But like he he mentions it like well no he says it yeah. he's like yeah man I, I I came to love this thing sure it, it provided me something that Nancy used to give me so later on when it has taken the form of Doctor McCoy and it's walking around the ship the creature knows that there's salt tablets on the ship because he requisitions the salt and they're like yeah mm-hmm. of course we know you need salt tablets so it knows that there's salt tablets on the ship. So why does it start indiscriminately try to kill people? Like right. he kill, like it kills Professor Robert Crater. Does it kill the professor because it no longer has a use for him now that it's on the ship? Does it kill him because he knows how to spot its behavior? He's been around it for so long. He like he he knows he its might actually n- nuances. And they're talking about truth serum, so maybe it's yeah, it's gonna out him. Yeah, it, it's really interesting how it goes. Like gets past the point of survival very much so i think what kirk does is he he admits just straight up like it killed several of my crew members like i can't Mm -hmm. it obviously won't negotiate with us like it won't it won't bargain all it wants to do is just devour salt right so it's got to go he doesn't outright say it but i mean that's kind of that's kind of the direction we we get pulled into and i think Mm -hmm. that makes him a lot different and you said that like Kirk is so much Kirk. Like if you, if you ever watch more episodes of the original series, I've talked about it before. I think that he's definitely underrated sure. as a captain because I think too many people just remember those episodes where he's trying to like be the Riker's proto Riker model. Yeah, proto Riker. Yeah. When he's not, when he's really not. Like he he cares about the ship as much, if not more, than Picard. The only difference is Picard's been a captain for twenty some odd years. Yeah, and at this point, Captain Kirk has been captain of the Enterprise for five years, right? Less, this less is than. This, well, I thought this was the second five-year mission. First five-year mission for Kirk. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, do you think that the creature, because of its psychic connection, and it's been alone with one other mind to reflect off of for so long, it gets on the ship with hundreds of people around it? Do you think it's making it a little? crazy do you think it's making it more animalistic because it's getting it's like it's got to be like sensory overload yes but i don't think the word like panic or fearful like i i think it just he says that there were millions of them right and so as resources become more scarce in all situations people tend to react differently so like if this is the last one of its kind when it's surrounded by salt like just like in vampire movies when like a vampire is cornered with a human. They're like, I don't need to see you. Mm. I can smell you. I can feel the blood pumping through your veins. Like I can, like my senses are so heightened. I can tell where your jugular is. Like maybe that's the way it is for this salt vampire. It's surrounded by it. And it's like, it is sensory overload. Like it's like, how, how do I not just absorb the salt out of every single person on this ship? Like yeah. I just, like it just doesn't well, go on a killing spree for the most part. And I hate to, and I hate to point out, like, let me bring back up a picture of that, the creature. This one was not Brad Boimler's girlfriend, by the way. No, no, it's not. Let me bring up this picture again. I feel like there's a certain amount, like, the creature is terrifying, right? 
but it's Star Trek. They're used to seeing all sorts of stuff. Does the creature not look a bit sad? Even the first time I saw this as a, as a young teenager, I always felt like the creature looked sad. It's worn out. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely at its wit's end, just done. And do you think that there's some part of it that understands what it's done, understands that this is it for not just it, it, itself, but also its you know entire species, and is trying to commit suicide by cop, so to speak? I mean, probably. I mean, in all seriousness, like, yeah. she looks, I'm, I'm calling it a she because it, it, it impersonates a woman for the majority of the, the show, but really we have no idea to its gender. It looks at McCoy. McCoy has the gun. She knows what's going to happen. Even if McCoy doesn't do it, someone else is going to do it. Yeah. It knows this is it. Like, I feel like there's part of it that's almost like a tiny bit of redemption where it's forcing McCoy's hand and murdering it so that, McCoy doesn't feel bad about it. I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, like I talked about it in the past with vampires. Like eventually some of them get to the point where they want to die. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of layers to this this creature and the design is fantastic. Yeah, it's just, it, it evokes a lot of thought. It's interesting because I feel like for a television series, like Star Trek is brand new and this is production number uh, production code number six. So this is the sixth episode they actually filmed. And NBC's like, oh, that's sci-fi because it's got the creature and all this. That's the episode we're going to show first. Even though it's a creature flick, a creature feature, if you will, it's still got a lot of like Star Trek to it. It's got, you know, Kirk at the end uh, missing someone talking to him because he's thinking about the buffalo and what just happened. Like he, he understands the gravity of everything. Like there's a lot of layers to it. And I think there's a lot to really appreciate uh, about the episode and the tone it sets, I guess, for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, you did call it a creature feature, and it is a monster of the week a little bit to an extent, but it, I think it goes, and I mean, you could probably say that about other creature of the week episodes of Star Trek, but there's there's usually always more underneath the surface, like same thing with the crystalline entity. Mm. Yeah, man, it's this thing that travels around space absorbing organic matter, mm -hmm. but it's just what it is. Like, it's not yeah. evil. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, making this creature sentient and not, I don't know. It, not it the doesn't. Yeti from, yeah. Not, not a Yeti in a cave or something like that. Yeah, it, it adds to it. And it's weird because it, it says, oh, I'm just trying to survive and it tries to elicit all of emotion. But I think it's also uh, to contradict everything I just said, it kills pretty indiscriminately. Yeah. It lives off salt tablets for a couple of years. And then it's like, yo, guys, um, I'm going to kill two crewmen in a day and a half. You know, and I don't know. Like, what's the salt? Three. Let me look this up. Well, no, four, technically. Well, I like mean, like, just crewmen. before it gets to the ship. Yeah it, kills, oh, yeah. it kills two people on the planet. And yeah. then, yeah, two more. No, three. It kills three. Who's the third? Because it kills Dar uh, Darnell, mm -hmm. Green, and then the other guy. Okay. It kills Darnell, Sturgeon, and Green. On the planet's surface, and then it kills Barnhart and Doctor Crater, and then attempts Crewman's to kill Kirk. Sturgeon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's got a it's it kills three people to get to the ship, and then it only kills two people once it's on the ship. Uh, one of which was its very good friend, supposedly. <laughs> so it's like, on the other hand, maybe the creature is evil. Maybe it has no regard whatsoever for life. Like I, I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. It's there's a lot to talk about. What's what I'm saying? Like I I, I yeah. don't I don't even necessarily think that it it started killing indiscriminately because like it was in a situation where it was just surrounded by its food yeah that, that's what i was saying like it lives on this planet with this guy 
because the guy can provide salt tablets. He can say, hey, look, if you kill me, Starfleet will come and they won't give you any more salt tablets, you know, maybe kind of thing. But yeah, I think I think once it gets on the ships, it just it loses all grip of reality and it, you know, yeah, it can't handle it anymore. And that's like because you even see it like he's just whenever Green or even uh, McCoy to a lesser extent when they're shape shifted into those forms, it's like touching its mouth. It's moving its hands around. It's like like I don't want to say it looks like an addict, but I mean, it does look like someone who's got a problem. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that it wasn't just, oh, the alien. The alien's evil, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really I really did appreciate that. Uh, you know, so I kind of waxed poetic about this episode there for a little bit. You having seen all of TOS and being the, uh, the resident original series expert, how do you feel that this episode holds up to the rest of the series? I think it's still pretty good. It's not the best first episode of each season. Like if you were to stack this up against other first episodes, I definitely think it's better than Encounter at Farpoint. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey guys, we got the theme song and we're going to play it for this entire this entire sequence. <laughs> and we're going to catch up Riker and the um, the audience by making him watch the first episode again. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I, I think it. I think it still exudes Star Trek. We talked about it before. Star Trek is a place. Thanks, Greatest Generation, for that one. Hmm. You can tell a Star Trek story on a soundstage in California about a vampire. It's still very much Star Trek. Yeah. The only thing that doesn't age very well. Oh, let's talk about it. Is how like the internal communications of the ship. Yeah. Over blatantly sexually harassing her superior officer. Yeah. The like I don't want to say the men, but the way this creature like deals with the women on the ship is like creepy oh creepy. yeah oh it's just <laughs> and then uh the yeoman getting not nah, i would say like it's it's like this is the line right and they're just like we're gonna come right up to the line where it's not sexual harassment but we're right here and we're gonna right. relish in it for a moment and then switch scenes having seen the cage semi-recently it does feel like a bit of a um I get, I guess, a bit more lighthearted with some of those bits. Yeah. With Uhura and Spock, with that scene in the hallway, or the, is it called a hallway? Yes. Yeah. The scene in the hallway with the yeoman and the food or whatnot. And I love that she's just eating Sulu's lunch. Uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. A piece uh, of celery with, she's just like red tape on the end of it. Puts yeah. it back down, just keeps eating it. It's like, whatever. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, something that was impressed on me from watching this episode is that the Enterprise feels much more like a place like a community with all these people in it that i feel like it does in like the movies or tng where i think every time you see hallway shots people are just walking by each other like has it never occurred to you or it felt weird to you that you're watching an episode of next generation or even voyager and two people walk by each other it don't even nod or say hi. i get why they don't say hi because they're extras and they can't talk but there's no yeah. acknowledgement whatsoever if it's a main character sometimes they'll be like hi like a but most of the time they just walk captain anybody they just walk right by it's so weird it's just it's just weird there's a great youtube video on how empty mm -hmm. the enterprise d would see like actually be because it's got a crew and complement of about 1500 people Include yeah, that includes like all the families and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like fifteen hundred people on a ship the size of the Enterprise. Like I, I think they did the math, and they like they said you would see one like every ten minutes if you were just walking around based on the law of averages. So yeah. the Enterprise is obviously smaller than the Enterprise D. It has a much smaller crew. It doesn't feel that way. It feels crowded. Yeah, and in the in the early days of Starfleet, 
like true Starfleet, not just Captain Archer and a bunch of people pretending to be Starfleet, but like going out there, everyone's like talking, interacting. Like she gets on that, like the turbo lift and there's a bunch of people in there with them. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the turbo lift, I love that shot of Kirk getting into the turbo lift. And it's like, I was like, Oh, is green with him in the turbo lift. And then I forgot it was just a camera. Uh, (laughs) But I was like, cool. They'll never do that shot again. And I don't think they do. Yeah. So I liked his has like he, he grabs the handle sits there for a beat and a half, then says bridge. Like yeah. he's like collecting himself, getting ready to go like into his office or whatever. It's very, it was a very nice, bridge. like a little tiny aside <laughs> moment uh, with him. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting that when you think of Star Trek as a place, shout out to that guy who's never going to hear this. It definitely feels like a different place in 1966 than it does in 1980, whatever, or 1990, whatever. I don't know if we gained anything or lost anything. Like, I don't know what the net Delta is on all this. Um, but it's just interesting. It's interesting to think about. You like this episode? I did enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun. There were a couple of episodes this season, or this, or a couple of episodes that we could have chose for TOS for mm-hmm. October. I think we, the the first one, it's got a vampire in it. Like it's yeah, the correlation is right there. There's other ones where creatures kill people that that aren't just indiscriminate monsters, but they're a little more obtuse than vampire. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed this episode. I remember really liking it the first time I saw it. I am going to be watching all of TOS, and I'll probably re-watch this episode as part of it. I really, I really, really liked it. Did you happen to have an idiot of the episode? Oh, it's Captain Kirk. Oh, okay. Here's the reason why it's Captain Kirk. Yeah, give it to me. You go to a planet. There's only two people on the planet. One of your crewmen dies. The next time you go back to the planet, you send out two crewmen by themselves. Not as a unit. Yeah. Not not they you didn't do the buddy system. You didn't call up to the ship and say, Hey, I want you to keep tabs on these people. When the first crewman dies, they don't like they don't go back to the ship and go, Cool, I want a full spectrum analysis scan of the entire planet. I want to know what light forms are on this planet. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like he just dropped the ball real hard when it came to standard operating procedure. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you feel like yeah. he scooby dooed the whole thing. Yeah. Like, we're gonna like, split think- up. <laughs> I, th- I think that I think the the casualties on this episode could have amounted to just one, two, maybe three people. One, the first guy Darnell who died. Two, Professor Crater, and then three, the vampire. Like those should have been the only things that died in this episode. Because as soon as as soon as they get back to the ship, they're like, um, "Sir, there's only one human on the planet." Yeah. What? Well, they're and like, they "Yeah, there's only one there. person," and it's like, "It's this guy." Yeah. I think the episode also breaks down a little bit when you think about the fact that they transported the creature up and nothing got flagged. Yeah. Like no one was that's like, "That's not a human. <laughs> that's not a human life sign." You know, what I mean? like there's none of that. Maybe that's part of its psychic pulse. Like I feel like if this episode was done. 30 years later, there would have been at least one or two throwaway lines about, oh, it's a techno babble. Yeah, it fooled us through. It gives off a psychic aura and blah, 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 or something. Oh, uh, the transporter logs weren't complete because the planet has some kind of radiation in the atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. The the signal. And it's nerds like me and you, Chris, talking (laughs) about how they should have figured out that the creature was the creature earlier is why we have those lines of techno babble now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm just 100%. saying it, one of my crewmen dies. I'm like, yo man, give me a full, I, I want, I want, I want everything on this planet scanned. Every single thing. If there's any life forms on it at all, I need to know. I am going to give my nomination to bones. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because he was thinking with his glands. Is that? <laughs> yeah. As Kirk put it. Because <laughs> he, he does. I don't know how this person died. 
he has to sleep on it and come back and run other tests. I'm like, how do you miss the fact that an enti- a chemical that is required for a life is missing from this person's body? How did you miss that? And then two, oh, do, I can't shoot Nancy or whatever. And then he sees Nancy turn into the creature. Half a second later, she just shot that thing. Like, done. <laughs> three, if he didn't want to kill the creature, why didn't he try stunning it? Why aren't the phasers set to stun so they can capture it? They could feed it. They can hold it. It's sentient. They can hold it accountable without murdering it, right? And, yeah. and seemingly retaliation. Now I get Send in it back 66. To the yeah. Well, yeah, to die of starvation. Sure. Maybe drop off salt, salt tablets once a year. Like, yeah. hey, here. There's a lot, but I feel like he he could have he could have done something more. But I, sure. I, I don't disagree with your analysis either. That Kirk was kind of like slightly incompetent. <laughs> like the whole crew is like a little bit incompetent. Yeah. Compared to what we get later, for sure. Well, next week, Spocktober, we'll be jumping forward into TNG. Schisms. Season six, episode five, Schisms. Commander Riker's inability to fall asleep begins to show in other members of the crew in their other forms, putting the Enterprise on the trail of a mystery. Did I read that correctly? Commander Riker's inability to fall asleep begins to show in other members of the crew in other forms. Uh, I get what they're trying to say, but that is a bad sentence. So we're not only are we jumping forward into TNG, we're going late TNG, season Mm -hmm. six. Very different beast. Looking forward to that. And of course, between now and then, you'll get our normal episodes. Uh, If you have thoughts on the man trap, or really uh, any other horror-themed Star Trek episode uh, episodes that you feel like we should have reviewed instead, please let us know. Uh, you can email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also at us on Twitter or Instagram at scifiwiseguys. You can DM us or just tweet at us. It doesn't matter. We will respond. Stay healthy. Oh. You were breathing in. Did I do the outro too quick? We uh, got a question in chat about how often oh. we stream. We stream when, uh, yeah, we stream. <laughs> uh, if you follow, you can get alerts. Yes. Really, we, we stream our recording sessions uh, for the podcast, twitch.tv forward slash sci-fi wise guys. Typically, it's Mondays, but it, with uh, doing these bonus episodes, it's going to be more often. Uh, and then, of course, if we're front-loading episodes, we might record multiple times in a week because one of us is going to be on vacation or something like that. Uh, but if you want to watch the recording process and hear all of the cut content, uh, all of the cut content uh, and me stuttering over how to pronounce words, uh, you can uh, follow us there uh, to sporadically catch us at a time that's, you know, hopefully good for your schedule. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, <laughs> just always carry some salt tablets with you, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> just you never know what a salt vampire is going to come after you. When you're doing a, an autopsy, uh, do all of the tests. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shapeshifters exist i don't know man yeah also don't fall in love with salt vampires oh yeah there it is salt vampire kills your wife don't fall in love with it (laughs) bye something that i forgot to bring up is sandra lee gimple played the salt monster she is still active she has 39 acting credits and 143 stunt credits. Wow. Up until like this year. She was a stunt performer on the new Weird Al fake documentary thing. Like, a, That's rich. Like I'm just kind of picking random stuff. My name is Earl. She did seven episodes of stunts. Meet the Spartans. Okay. Bruce Almighty. The Practice. 
going back to the 90s. They came from outer space. Stop or my mom will shoot. Holy crap. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't bring her up. Evil Dead 2. I'm, I'm, forget, I'm missing a ton because there's 137 stunt credits here. No, but shout outs to Sandra. She did great with the creature. The design of the creature is great, but uh, obviously, you know, that's 60% of the battle. The other 40% is the actor in it. Being able to act in a suit uh, is something sure. that it's just crazy to me. So 